I want to talk to you today about perfect praise. I was happy you guys are worshiping when I got here. Perfect praise. If you have your Bible, look at the, the book of Matthew. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied, a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them and immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. And they brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road and cut down branches, palm branches, from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, let your word explode in our lives. Let it change us, Lord. You said you sit your word and heal them. Send your word today and cause your people to come alive in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen. Palm Sunday. I love it. Palm Sunday. Now, I, I, when, you know, all the, um, I think, great holy days or holidays of Christianity, uh, they have these symbols. Like uh, Christmas has, like, um, uh, the wise men, the star, shepherds. And uh, this particular day has its own set. And they're not just... Um, meaningless symbols. They're, they're pictures that speak to us of what a powerful day this was in history, or at least that we celebrate today, Palm Sunday. Uh, and the first thing I think is uh, palms. Why palms? Now, of course, Jesus is coming in with, coming into Jerusalem on a donkey, and the people are waving palm branches. And you're like, wow, it's Palm Sunday. That's why they're doing that. No, they didn't call it Palm Sunday yet. <laughs> It was something that they were doing in their culture. It means something. But in our culture, it may not have that much meaning unless you understand it. So what does palms mean? What does it mean? Palm Sunday. Well, the palm tree uh, is a type of Christ. Uh, I don't know if it's the only tree, but the, the, it, it, it's at least one of the only trees that grows from the inside out. You know, most trees like oaks and palms, if you cut them in half, you see they call them the annual rings because they grow from the outside out, don't they? But a palm is growing from the inside out. Now, you, if you, um, uh, you had these freezes that we had, I cut, I cut some palms this week, all those brown things. And immediately when I cut those brown things, what came out? A little green thing came out, right? It, it comes out. And when they, when, they, when they first start, it pops out and then it does like this. And then, of course, it just becomes just a big, like in front of the church, these big, bushy, green uh, fawns, I guess they call them, that they come out. So it, it has to do with this idea, the palm. Why is it a type of Christ? It was, on the, it was in the temple. It was engraved on the walls in the temple. 
and uh, in indicating that the, the, the palm is a spiritual tree. It indicates that it has something uh, special about it. And of course, like I said, it is that something on the inside is causing you to grow. It doesn't grow from the outside. It doesn't grow based on circumstances. It grows with something on the inside. It is the tree of praise. That regardless of your circumstances, you're not affected by your circumstances. Something inside of you is causing you. And that's why when you see this coming out, it means whatever's inside of there is coming out. Right? Didn't the Bible say, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water springing up into everlasting life. That's a palm tree scripture. This is the Messiah, the palm tree. This, this one that causes life to come inside of us and change everything. Not just life, but praise. Psalm, uh, Palm Sunday is a, is a Sunday of praise. So it's not just anything coming up out of there, but what comes out of the inside of people is this praise to God. And so that's what they were doing with these palm branches. They were taking them and doing like this. I did it kind of like a girl, but not even sure. I was like a cheerleader. That was a cheerleader move there. I'll try to slow down those hips this time. <laughs> You know, when you got it, you just got it. You just have to go with it. <laughs> but but they, they, would, they would wave them, and then they would throw them down. And, uh, and it's like, it was like not just praise. The Bible called it high praise. Or you remember when the Pharisees heard the people singing, the disciples and the children? They went to Jesus and said, you need to shut your people down. They hear what they're saying. They're saying, Hosanna, that's about the Messiah. They're saying, Hosanna to the son of David, that's about the Messiah. You need to shut all that down. Jesus said, if I shut them down, the rocks themselves will start to praise. This is the day of praise. You can't stop the praise on a day like today. So it was not just a day of praise, it was a day of highest praise. Why? Well, because Jesus was showing up, and we'll talk about that next. But the idea of palms, what, look at your hand. What do they call that? The what of your hand? The palm of your hand. Why? Because what do you look like when you do this? A palm tree. It's a palm. Have you ever seen one of those, um, you ever seen one of those uh, at a football game where the guy has that big giant hand with the number one on it? That's exactly what was happened. They're like, if this little bit gives God a little bit of praise, I'm going to get a giant palm. It was like big hands going like this. And I mean, it must have been quite a sight. But it's like, if I could give them a little praise with these palms, what could I do if I could? I just got to go. I got to take praise to the next level. I got to get up on it, man. <laughs> Woo! And I love it. And then they just threw them down. And Jesus, you know, somebody said, well, you know, I don't understand why they did that. Well, you have to go to a black church to understand that. Like, you just get your hands up, and then you like... That's praise. That's like, I just can't stand it, praise. I just got to throw down on it. <laughs> I had a friend of mine, his name is David Huff. He's a musician, and he, he, he's mostly a you know, rock musician, Christian rock. And so he's not used to being in black churches a lot. But one day he was at a, a black event, and so he was playing one of his, like, cool, you know, funky songs. And everybody was into it, and so he was surprised. But he was out of his, he's from Mississippi. He was out of his culture, you know. And so all he's playing, and he got the thing going, and everybody's happy. He said, he said a, a man just kind of came and stood in front of the stage like this and just looked at me. He said, I don't know if I was in trouble or what. He said, then he pointed at me. He was like, it was, he said, I'm feeling like intimidated, but maybe this is good. And so he said, then he grabbed a, a handkerchief, and he started waving it. 
Still, she's got like a straight face. Like He was like, I didn't know if he wanted me to stop or what I'm supposed to do. He said, then as the song got better and God got more on the song, then the guy just went and threw it at him. And he said, he hit me with the rag. Then I knew this is highest praise. That's what I, I can't take it anymore, praise. I told him, you have to go to a black church more often. You'll understand what that means. That, that's like, oh, no, no. And that's what they were doing with those palm branches. They were like, this is awesome. <laughs> I mean, it was not just a day of praise. It was a day of awesome praise. So every time you see a palm tree, it talks about the life of God that's inside of you that cannot be contained. That's about to blow up. It's going to start off like a little praise. <laughs> you know, all these palm trees around here, you're going to start seeing their little hands coming out. And pretty soon it's just, see, one praise brings more praise. It's Palm Sunday. It was when the, a, a king would come back from a victorious campaign, they would wave these. They would mean, it meant like, we're going to praise you another level. It's like the saints parade when they came back from winning the Super Bowl. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I mean, I was down at that parade in the freezing cold. Uh, but, you know, it was like the moment that everybody's just so happy and pumped up that they just want to do something demonstrative, and they started cutting down palm branches and taking praise. How many want to take praise to the next level? The next sign that they have is the word Hosanna, one of the signs of this season, is the word Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna. Now, that, well, the word Hosanna is a praise word. You know, like hallelujah is a praise word that everybody uses all over the world. Hallelujah. But Hosanna was uh, a praise word that up to that time was particular to the Messiah. Hosanna. It means literally help now or help is here now. That's what it meant. But that doesn't capture the praise of it. Like help is here now. That doesn't quite capture because they had been waiting for the Messiah for generations and generations and generations. And I hate to use another, another saint's illustration, but I was at that game when we beat Brett Favre and went to the Super Bowl. Come on, somebody. I was at that game. I know a little bit about praise. I was there, I was there and our rookie cook, kicker was about to kick the kick that he had missed the week before. And we were in overtime, and if he made it, and I, and I was trying to fight back those disappointment feelings, like, no, 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 I resist that, right? In Jesus' name. <laughs> but it was like creeping up on me because I'd already I'd had, I'd seen this movie before. You know what I'm talking about? And then when he kicked that thing and it was going straight, it was an unbelievable Hosanna moment. It was like, seriously? Old men were crying, like hardened criminal men. They were like, <laughs> we just knew. We were, this happened. It really happened. It happened. Hosanna. It just meant, it finally happened. It's not just help us here. It means we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it finally came. God finally did it. We finally won it. So when Jesus arrived, it was that explosive joy of Hosanna. <laughs> God did it. Up to that time, they were always waiting for the power of God to come to earth. But when Jesus came, he said, this is the moment. We don't no more waiting for healing. No more waiting for salvation. No more waiting for deliverance. It's here and it's here now. Hosanna. So this is one of those days. That, like I said a moment ago, that even if the rocks, 
if you be quiet, then God's going to find somebody to praise. If you just got bored with God and you just can't squeeze a praise out, God said, well, I'll just, I'll just get rocks to praise today. Tell somebody, no rock's going to praise for me. <laughs> right? Because this is a day. Look, every Christian needs to remember this is a moment in history that we, that God, you were so privileged to live this moment because you're not waiting for the Messiah. He arrived on the scene like a king, like a boss. He came into town and said, I'm here. The reign of sin is over and the reign of life is beginning. Look at somebody say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest, highest praise. And what, when Jesus, when they tried to stop the children, Jesus said, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. In other words, he called that perfect praise. All out hollering, throwing stuff down, waving stuff, just all out praise. How many need some of that in your life? Don't let the, the Pharisees around you try to shut all that down, right? Because God wants you living. With, I don't care what happened, what you're going through. You can all, out inside of you, you can always come up with Hosanna. Help us here. Help us here now. It's time for that miracle to happen in your life. Are you with me? I love that. Now, that's, those are like two of the signs. But my favorite sign and prominent in the scripture is the sign of the donkey. There's this donkey. And it really just even saying donkey, like this is going to be a boring message already. He said donkey. Hosanna sounds, but even the sound of the word just doesn't sound all that exciting. Donkey. I mean, it's no, like there's no a sports team called the donkeys because it just would be like, I can't just cheer the donkeys. Go donkeys. I can't see it. I just can't feel it. Uh, just the word itself. But, but Jesus begins to give all this importance. He didn't pre-plan and hire a donkey or buy a donkey. He, it starts off with the supernatural hook up of a donkey into the picture and he says hey well, i want you guys to go to just the street over there go to this city over here the first thing you're going to see is a donkey tied up and when you get it if anybody asks you anything just say the master has need of it now last time that you stole a car <laughs> you know there's about nothing you can say when you're stealing somebody's donkey have you ever had your wife sing you to the to, to the like cleaners and say, just say this. You know it's not going to work. You're like, oh, just how Diane said. You know. When she tells you that, you know that ain't going to work. But Jesus says, don't worry about it. Just steal the donkey. And when you steal it, if they ask anything, say the master has need of it. And he, it, listen, listen, when you find something cryptic in Scripture, it's God saying it's there for a reason. When, you, when there's something that's like, why is that there? It's not to confuse you. It's God sending you a signal. You need to pay attention because I'm trying to sneak up on you and tell you something here. The donkey is special. Now, this donkey has a little backstory that you that's kind of implied in the scripture. The donkey was born special. You just know that because the donkey, the owner never, never let anybody ride it. He was, you know, you ever had, how many of you like dogs? You ever have a little litter of dogs and you like that one special dog? Like, oh, God's on that dog. <laughs> like, I ain't giving, I ain't selling that dog. That's a special dog. Well, this guy, when this donkey was born, he was like, y'all, wait, ain't nobody riding that donkey. I don't know why. His wife said, look, we need to sell No, I ain't selling it. We're going to keep it and nobody's riding it. It was a donkey that nobody ever rode on. And it was obviously... Uh, a donkey that 
in that, you know, you don't just get an animal prepped out of the barn or out of the field and have them tied in front of your store or wherever the house or wherever it was. Somehow this owner thought, you know what? Today's the day I need to take that donkey out and tie him up front. I mean, that must have been a dream or something. How did that happen? It was a, a divine. God is saying, now look, there, there's something here. He must have had some dream or impression of a code word that when someone comes to steal and they say, the master has need of it, just let him have it. How many of you know most of you not let anybody steal your donkey? I don't care what they say. Master has need of it. Huh? You better. He must have had some kind of dream hookup. Like, hey, there's a code word. If someone says the code word, then let them have your, your special favorite donkey. You're like, this is the most boring sermon I ever heard. Trust me, we're, we're going somewhere. <laughs> now, I did, you know, this is like, this may be a little bit more, but I did some research on a regular old donkey. There he is. I did, I did some research on them, and it turns out that they're common and ordinary and useful, hardworking. And um, turns out they're um, very valuable. In that time, if you couldn't afford an ox, a donkey would do just about anything. Pull a whatever, carry a whatever. They basically, donkeys were just like having a lawnmower, having something common to do work. They were transportation. They were a humble man's transportation and work animal. Uh, it turns out that donkeys, like horses, have to be trained. That they're just like most dogs. Are, how many of you know dogs are good for nothing until you train them? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. You know, your daughter tells you, you're like, hey, just get the, I'll take care of him. You know she's not going to take care of that dog. You already know, you can imagine the messes that are going to happen. Because dogs are not any fun until they're trained, neither are donkeys. Turns out donkeys are just animals that they don't just get up one day and walk in a daggone parade. That And carrying Jesus, no less. Turns out that that's impossible. That turns out that you have to actually, a common donkey has to go through training and they have to throw a blanket on the back of it and they have to learn it to get, get used to it. And then they finally, one day after all this prep, they put someone on it and then it's a problem. And then it takes a lot, another, just like a horse, they train them the same exact way or very similar. They train donkeys that way. That, you know, donkeys are stubborn, they say. But they're not really stubborn. They're temperamental. They're individualistic, donkeys are. They have, and they have limited strength. They can only carry a certain limit. On, they're not really as strong as you think they are, little donkeys. That they're temperamental. And that if you don't get to know them, you can't train them. Like, like horses, it's not a, you're, a, you're a horse trainer, right? So horses, they respond different. Donkeys, you've got to become close friends with them. Like, they got to know that you're okay, and they got to develop a trust with you that a donkey, if, if you try to hit him or you try to strike him, that donkey will lock up. And you can't move that donkey. That's why they call him stubborn, because somebody they didn't know tried to make them do something they didn't want to do. They'll just lock up. You imagine what a risk it was to put this guy in a parade. A donkey that had never been ridden in a parade, because they'll just lock up, and the whole parade's over. Because you can't make it. you got to get to know the donkey. You still want to like, Pastor, pray, where, are you, where are we going with this? They're good-natured, humble animals. They're reliable, helpful, and they're generally cooperative. But this little donkey is a portrait of divine purpose. It's almost meant for people who are not really reading to miss 
This is, the, this is the piece of the puzzle that if you don't apply yourself, you're going to say, it's a donkey, what's the big deal? It turns out to be a pretty big deal. It turns out that this donkey was kept for supernatural and holy use. That there was a bunch of donkeys that was written by a bunch of different people and a bunch of different things, but this donkey was never written by anyway, anybody because he was chosen for a holy use. Now, common donkeys can be ridden by anybody. But this donkey, you're not able to ride. Listen, listen. if you want to be used by God, then you've got to get that stuff off your back that you've been having on your back. There are some things that common donkeys do. Oh, they all go out and party. Well, if you want to go out and party, then you're not going to get used by God. You know, you heard the monkey on your back. If you're going to say, I'm going to do drugs and be a Christian, no. You've got to get free from that. You're going to have to be a donkey that nobody, you've got to have nothing else on your back if you're going to be this donkey. He is a, pur- he's a portrait of purpose. To have, listen, you say, well, I've made some mistakes. Put all that behind you. You can either live a common life or a supernatural life. He was supernaturally prepared for service supernaturally prepared for service. This is the risk of using a rookie, an unproven uh, commodity. To carry Jesus, he chose someone who was unlearned, untrained, unable. It was an absolute miracle. They put Jesus on this donkey that could not do the job, but he did it perfectly. He was trained by the Holy Spirit. Some people say, well, you know... uh, uh, you know, I, I, if I've, in order for God to use me, I'm going to need some more training. No, you just need some more obedience. This is a picture that you don't, don't make the excuse, I don't know enough. All you have to be willing to do is tell the story of how God changed your life, what God did for you, and you're someone that Jesus can use. He was supernaturally connected at the right moment. He was at the right place at the right time. Today, you're at the right place at the right time. This is the moment of God's calling. This is the moment of God calling you out. This is the moment of your connection. Who knows? This could be the moment you were born. For all those years, he was just like, I don't even know why I'm trying to do right. I don't even know. And then suddenly, one moment, he got the call, and it was from Jesus himself. It was a moment that he said, I'm ready, sir. He knew what to do. He executed it flawlessly. He was not trained. Listen, and he supernaturally brought salvation to the world. He brought Jesus into Jerusalem. This little donkey was a history maker. What's the point? Jesus still comes into the world by donkeys. Like you and me. The only way he's going to reach the world is through donkeys. Now, he could have just reached them by himself. But he said, you know what? I'm not walking. I'm going to ride. It is a picture of God saying, I'm just looking for someone humble enough to say, Lord, use my life. Me and you, we're the donkeys. That's what Hosanna Day is all about. Are you a common, everyday donkey? Or are you a called, chosen, anointed donkey? Are you a donkey that anybody can ride for any old purpose? Or are you chosen for a divine purpose? 
You say, well, I'm going to heaven. doesn't matter if you're going to heaven. That's great. Good for you. See, what God does for you says a lot about God and nothing about you. But what you do for God, now that tells God who you are. Tells everybody else who you are too. Your willingness to say no, your willingness to say yes, your willingness to do what you're asked to do, your willingness to obey, that's what tells everybody about you. We already know God's awesome. We're trying to find out about you. Because most donkeys are just common donkeys. They're just hardworking, good-natured people who are trying to do their best to raise their kids. Well, lost people raise their kids, work hard. The difference is a common purpose versus a divine purpose. Nothing more common than a donkey. Everybody you know is a donkey. But to have a donkey, right, to have a donkey with a purpose, that's somebody else. To have the honor of carrying Jesus. Just to have the honor. When I think of that donkey, I think there was an instant intimacy. You know, they, you have to get to know these donkeys. But when Jesus got on him, he said, I was born for this. I don't know about you, but the minute, see, you might be living a common life, doing common things, just trying to be a good guy coming to church. But the moment you feel God on your life, you'll know you were born for that purpose. You'll be like, I'm no longer an ordinary donkey. I'm a donkey with a purpose. The honor. Bring. We bring him. See, the, the beauty of help now is that we bring help now. The beauty of Hosanna is not that in church you get your needs met. The beauty is that when you go to work tomorrow, you could have somebody riding on you who brings help. So when you find that hurting person, that bruised person, that desperate person, see, if you're letting every other thing ride on your back, if you're trying to play it, you know, play the, you know, God loves me, I don't care. I can just do anything I want. You're only missing your purpose. You're only missing, you're only becoming common like everybody else. But, to the, the, but those that are chosen, they've determined that their purpose is worth everything. Perfect praise. Perfect praise. When I, when I think of perfect praise, I think, you know, we're thinking of like, say, you know, praise God really from your whole heart, really mean it. We think that's perfect praise. And, and it is. It's, it's beautiful. But you know what per, per, perfect praise is in a real way for you and I? It's when we tell everybody what God did for us. See, I mean, like, I, I, um, there's this product called Joe Max that you, um, did you hear that? <laughs> There's this product called Joe Max that you spread, spray on your house. I've had five different people tell me, dude, don't pressure wash, use Joe Max. I'm like, it's a commercial. Use Joe Max. You just spray it on and then right. Every person has told me the truth of Joe Max as if it's the gospel. And like, no, 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 you don't need to spray, just use Joe Max. I'm like, where do you get it? They tell me where they get it. These are walking advertisements for Joe Max. I don't even know if there was a Joe Max. But now I'm highly motivated. I bought some this week. See, perfect praise is when you tell someone what worked for you. 
Every business grows by perfect praise. The kingdom grows by perfect praise. By you telling others what God did for you. By you being a living advertisement of the greatness. This is what it means to praise. Not just to praise God to his face when you come to church. But, but carrying Jesus when you go to work tomorrow. When you go to the dentist tomorrow. When you do your thing tomorrow. You have to decide, am I an ordinary common donkey? Or I am someone who is carrying the presence of Jesus with me. Jesus to the perfect to the perfect excuse me to the perplexed Ethiopian eunuch say that five times to the perplexed Ethiopian eunuch he is helped now to the abused woman at the well he's helped now help us here to the shamed woman caught in adultery he's helped now, to the out of control, self-destructive demoniac, he's help now. Help is here. We have the honor and the distinction of carrying Jesus. For some people, it seems like it's some great burden. If it's a burden to you, then don't carry it. Jesus said, anybody who picks up the cross and looks back is not worthy of me. Meaning, if you don't get this, then you're not worthy of it. If you think God's trying to make you, donkeys don't do things that they're made to do. You think you're going to be shamed. You're not going to be beaten into it. You're not going to be shamed into it. The only way you get to carry Jesus is you say, this is the greatest honor of my life. You don't have to pay me. You don't have to praise me. You don't have to pat me on the back just to know that Jesus is on my life. like you I'm just a donkey I know it but I'm a donkey that has the privilege of carrying Jesus all of us you're going to be a servant anyway you're going to get up and make the money you're going to work hard like every other donkey that you work with but you have the great option to be a donkey with a purpose you get to stop being the common everyday donkey and you get to be the donkey with the divine purpose who said I was born for a reason I, I got that stuff off my life for a reason I'm walking with God for a reason I was born to change the world and you can you can bring Jesus to your school you can you can bring Jesus into your business you can bring Jesus into your community. 
And wherever you work, you can just remember, I'm not just an ordinary donkey. I'm carrying Jesus. And wherever Jesus is, there's help now. Whatever you're going through, there's help now. It's not, don't wait till Sunday. There's help for you right now. There's healing for you right now. I brought him with me. You don't have to be religious. All you have to do is lift your hands and say, this is not my only praise. This is my praise. Some people, they just come to church, visit Jesus, and then they say goodbye and, and leave him at the door. See you next week. But the great honor of this great day is a reminder Jesus still comes into the lives of through people, the most humble, the most willing, God-led, God-trained donkeys. Listen, I'm going to close with this idea. You have a choice to be a common beast of burden or to live your life for a divine purpose. To live your life for common things, common purposes. A common life with a common death, with a common impact. You were nice to people. You were good to people. Good for you. Or to live your life for a divine purpose. This donkey changed the world. Come on, lift your, lift your hands up. He said, I want to be a donkey that changes the world. I don't set myself apart because I'm religious. I set myself apart because I want to be the donkey that changed the world. And I have a choice. I can be a common everyday donkey or I can be God's vehicle. God, I can bring Jesus into every situation. I can bring Jesus into every circumstance. Help now. Listen, you don't have to be awesome. You just have to be an awesome servant. You don't have to be highly trained. You just have to follow the Holy Spirit. This was why you were born. That's why you came to church today. Because this is the moment to leave your past behind and to enter into the great honor and distinction of carrying Jesus. Come on, stand up with me. We're going to pray. Come and lift your hands. Lift those palm branches. This is Hosanna Sunday. Lift those palm branches. As we give him praise, Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy of praise. You're worthy of highest praise. We say glory to God in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. You're worthy of highest praise. Not just our songs, not just the sound of our heart directed toward heaven. But you're worthy of the praise that says, get on my back. I'm bringing Jesus. I'm bringing Jesus. Come on, right now with your hands lifted, I want you to live, just let go of that uh, empty, common way of thinking. They're just going to make it. You're not going to make it. You were born to change the world. You're not going to just make it. You were born to change the world. Jesus said, if any man be my disciple, let him deny himself. Pick up this burden and follow he is not a burden to me. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus. The greatest blessing of my life is to carry Jesus. One 
wonderful Jesus, wonderful Jesus, wonderful Jesus. Right now, all those common thoughts that your life doesn't matter, that you'll not make an impact, and that you don't have the personality, and you don't have the this, and you don't have the that, you've got Jesus on your back. You're carrying Jesus with you. Come on, right now, just receive. Right now, the breath of God. Right now, receive the revelation that the Holy Spirit, this is the morning that Jesus got on your back or got on your back again and you started carrying that presence with you again. Come on, pray with me with your hands lifted. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I renounce any other writers on my life. Anything that tries to attach itself to me, I renounce it for the great privilege of carrying you. I renounce common purposes, small dreams, and small expectations. I am a miracle. My life is a miracle. And I have a miracle on my back. I'm bringing a miracle with me. Come on, just lift your hands and receive. This is the week that not only are you receiving miracles, but miracles are flowing through your life. Miracles are flowing through your life. Father, in Jesus' name, direct every one of our steps as we walk before you, Lord. Let us always be mindful that we're carrying you with us, that a miracle is coming with us. That wherever we go, the gas station, the school, the highway, the byway, wherever we are, that we're always carrying Jesus with us. Father, remove all insecurities. Remove all fears. Remove all I can'ts from our life. And let the dream to change the world begin to dominate our lives. Come on with your hands and say, I was born to change the world. I'm just a donkey but I'm a donkey that was born to change the world. 